Hey, what's going on, Hoodie Nation? It is your truly TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And I have a special guest with me here on the State of the Saints podcast uh, from ESPN. We have anchorman Stan Verrett. Hey, how you doing, Stan? Good, man. Good to be with you, TJ. Yeah, thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. Uh, I just want to go ahead and get started. Uh, a lot of fans of uh, the Who That Nation excited to hear your take about the New Orleans Saints. Uh, great feedback when I said that you were going to be on. Uh, the first question is, like, you know, how does it feel being from New Orleans and, and born and raised there? And, uh, you know, now you're the anchor man for ESPN. What does that mean to you? Um, you know, uh, growing up, once I realized I wasn't going to play in the NFL, uh, which was my initial goal when I, when I was very young, um, I just wanted to find a way to be around sports, um, to cover sports, because it's what I've always uh, liked most uh, as a pastime. And so I wanted to try to find a way to make it a career. And, uh, you know, my, my skills were writing and speaking uh, more so than running and catching, which is <laughs> what, I, what I really wanted to do. Um, but I got to St. Augustine High School, and I found out what real talent looks like when I went out for the football team there. Um, and so, you know, it, it's 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 been a dream come true. I mean, I, I've, I've never really worked a day in my life. I've always enjoyed uh, my career. Yeah. I mean, it's awesome to, to watch you, you know, every single night on ESPN uh, doing great work. And, I mean, you're, you're definitely a motivation to a lot of people out there, so we appreciate that. And, you know, and just also upon that, you know, just being from New Orleans, being a Saints fan, uh, the Saints are making some moves. Uh, of course, we know about the retirement of Drew Brees. Just want to get your take on that. Uh, what does Drew Brees uh, and what has Drew Brees meant to you as a Saints fan? Well, he was a transformative player for the franchise. Um, you know, the two most important things you have to get right in the NFL to be successful are head coach and quarterback. Mm -hmm. And with Sean Payton and Drew Brees, uh, the Saints have been very fortunate in that regard over the last decade and a half. Um, it, it's tough to see him walk away, but, you know, Father Time is undefeated. Um, we all knew that this time was going to come at some point. And, you know, it was it was Drew Brees had the right to, to pick the time himself to, to, to go out when he felt like uh, he was done. And so now he's done that. But, I mean, his his place in Saints history is secure. He's the most important player in the history of the franchise. Um you know, he he got he won a Super Bowl. Um, I, I think with a few things falling different ways, he could have had two, possibly three. That 2011 team was was may, may, maybe the best team um, of his tenure there. Yeah. Um, but you know, he 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 is leaving with a Lombardi Trophy, which is important for his career. Um, important to Saints fans to know that they they've actually been there. I have the Times Picayune uh, hanging up on my wall, the sports page and the front page. <laughs> from the day after the Super Bowl. Um, so, you know, I like a lot of Saints fans, I mean, I, I really appreciate everything that he meant to the franchise. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, he, he left us with so many great memories. And I often say he just changed the narrative of what people think about Saints football. I mean, if you grew up in, in the 90s, uh, like I did, uh, the Saints weren't very good. I mean, you you had little spurts of success with Coach Mora and, of course, the Dome Patrol, but – you, you have a, a, a large collection of Saints fans that probably don't remember the Saints not being very good. And it has a lot to do with Drew Brees and what he's brought to the table. Yeah, try, try, yeah. try the 80s on for size. Those of us who were, who were around in the 80s before Coach Mora. Mm. It, it, it really got crazy. I mean, I had a 
was talking with uh, his son, Jamar Jr., um, mm-hmm. in the studio a few months ago, and I was telling him, you know, how much his dad meant to the franchise because, I mean, it was it was totally barren wasteland before Coach Moore got there. And then, yeah. you know, Coach Payton has, has picked up from where he, from where uh, he left the franchise. And so yeah. things are much better now than they used to be. Yeah. I mean, and I was I was fortunate enough because I have a grandmother, I mean, who's been a Saints fan since the expansion. So I can just remember like sitting on her living room floor listening to the Saints. That's one of the reasons I got into broadcasting because, I mean, at that time, the Saints weren't as good as they were. So only only thing I used to listen to was Jim Henderson. So those yeah. were the, like the moments that I remember. And I kind of just remember like some of like the, the Jim Moore era. I was a little bit young at that particular time. But when it comes to Drew Brees, I mean, er- there's a lot of people out there that that appreciate what he has brought to the table. Uh, before we move on from Drew Brees, is there a moment uh, that stands out among the rest uh, as a Saints fan to you? Well, I, you know, I remember that moment of Brees holding up his son after the Super Bowl win with the confetti falling and uh, his son had the headphones on. I mean, that, it, it's an iconic picture. Um, and, you know, it symbolized the Saints finally getting there, winning it all. So a moment all of us have waited for for so long. Oh, yeah, you know, we finally actually saw it happen, and yeah. um, to see him reveling in that moment with um, somebody who was really special to him, uh, his son, yeah. uh, just w- 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 was really a great image to capture. Yeah, uh, because so many of us were also reveling in that moment. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It, 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 I love that moment so much, Dan, is because like when he's holding up his son and the confetti is falling, it's almost like. It's just him and his son right there, you know, and, you know, me having a two year old son, I can just, you know, think about us playing and me lifting them up. And it just feels like the world is not around you. It's just that particular moment. And for him to like share that moment with his son, I mean, that, that's something that's that's definitely iconic, uh, you know, when it comes to the, the whole Super Bowl run. I mean, it was just absolutely exciting. But, uh, you know, the, the Saints now, they, they have some choices they need to make, uh, especially at the quarterback position one of the most important positions on the field. You got Jameis Winston, uh, who we see working really hard uh, out there. You know, the footage is out there, him working with wide, wide receivers. And you also have Taysom Hill, who had an opportunity to play when Drew was uh, hurt in a couple games last season. Uh, what do you see from both guys, and what are you expecting going into the 2021 season? What do these two guys bring to the table? So I'm not really sure how this is going to play out. Um, I think when you look at Jameis Winston, you have a guy who was a Heisman Trophy winner, former number one draft pick, mm-hmm. um, a guy who, who, who obviously has the skill to play quarterback at a high level in the NFL. Um, you know, the obvious concern is the interceptions yeah. um, uh, in, from, from his last season in Tampa Bay. But he had a dreadful offensive line there um, that season. He's running for his life a lot. Yeah. Um you know, and, and, and I think scheme and coaching and a better offensive line can be a big help in preventing that with the Saints. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think it's a it's a tremendous gift to have a quarterback with his pedigree just sitting right there yeah. for you as you transition from Drew Brees. Now, Taysom Hill, I believe, is, is going to get a shot. He's, he's earned. Uh, the right to get a shot in, in training camp and in, in OTAs this, this offseason uh, in the preseason, and we'll see. But I think the most likely situation is probably 
Taysom Hill continuing in the role that he's played, sort of a jack of all trades um, and a change of pace quarterback with Jameis Winston occupying the, the full-time role. Now, I could be totally wrong there. We could see a situation in training camp where Taysom Hill takes over the starting job. I mean, we don't know. We're going we're to have to see. But if you ask me what I think is the most likely scenario, I think that's it. I think Jameis is a tremendous talent at quarterback. And I think with the complimentary players that the Saints have on offense, with the offensive line that they have, um, with Sean Payton's scheme, I, you know, I, I just think this offense could really be explosive in a way that it hasn't been in the last few years. Yeah, uh, Jameis brings a, a different dynamic and something that we, we haven't seen in a while, like you just alluded to. And I, I just think that Jameis uh, wants to resurrect his career. I mean, you look at some of the things that he's doing. I mean, it tells you everything uh, that you need to know about a guy that wants to change what a lot of people think about him. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I like the fact that he's embraced it. I mean, you see the video of him talking at a football camp. He's talking about how you know, people are laughing at him and stuff like that. He's not concerned about that. He's trying to work as hard as he possibly can. And he and he's really putting forth that effort. And as far as Taysom Hill, I mean, we know what he can bring to the table. He's a fierce competitor. He works really hard. Uh, he really wants to be the absolute best that he can possibly be for the team. So it should be very interesting in training camp. Um, you know, and you talked about a little bit about Sean Payton. Uh, we talked about uh, him, but um, – Sean Payton, this is his first time, you know, as the Saints head coach without Drew Brees. Uh, what, you, what is it about Sean Payton that it just seems like he can just get the best out of any quarterback he, he comes into contact with? I mean, you think about when uh, Drew Brees a couple of years ago, I think he had an oblique injury and Luke McCown came in, threw for 300 yards. They almost won that game. Teddy Bridgewater, five games in a row, and then you see Taysom Hill winning three games and losing one. So what is it about Sean Payton to you? Uh, that makes him so special as a head coach? I think he has an innate feel for offensive football in the NFL. I think he understands the the skill sets of the players that he that he puts in position and he and he puts them in position to succeed. Doesn't ask them to do things that they're not capable of doing. Um, understands how the pieces fit together um, and and how to utilize the entirety of the offense to make the quarterback successful and how to utilize a quarterback to make the offense successful. All right. Um, I, you know, I think he's, he's a, he's a gifted play caller. Um, he, he, he has an understanding for the vulnerabilities of, of different defensive schemes and, and how to attack them. Um, I think he, you know, he, he's up there among, among the best offensive minds, not just of this generation, but I think ever in the history of the league. And I think the production bears that out. If you look at the Saints offensive production since he's been there, um, there's, there's just not a whole lot of argument about his skill as a play caller and as an offensive tactician. Yeah. Yeah. I, one thing I like about Sean Payton is he, he utilized the strengths of the players that he has. Like you look at some of the the, the great like down the field uh, receivers like Devin Henderson, Robert Meacham. Uh, he always put these guys in positions to to win their matchups. Uh, guys like Willie Sneed and Lance Moore were, were more your slot receivers. I mean, he did it. He did and has done an outstanding job at getting the best out of players, using their strengths and, and, and utilizing it. And I think that's what makes him special. And he and he's not afraid uh, to say, okay, this isn't working, and look at himself and change some things around that that's one thing i definitely respect uh from sean payton 
but at the Saints as a whole, going into the 2021 season, Stan, what are you expecting uh, to see from the New Orleans Saints, uh, you know, post Drew Brees? What, are you expecting, you know, the same level of success? Are you looking at something a little bit different? What are you expecting as a Saints fan? Well, people who know me and people who know my outlook on the Saints in general and just life, I'm, I'm an optimist by nature. Right. Um, I'm always looking at the bright side. And, mm-hmm. you know, I look at Alvin Kamara still there. Yeah. Uh, Michael Thomas is still there. Mm-hmm. Um, you have some young receivers who are who are coming along. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Troutman shows a lot of promise at tight end. I mean, I, the, the, the offensive line it, it has been solid. I mean, you know, the question mark is obviously quarterback, but I, I really don't see particularly Jameis Winston as, as that much of as that much of a question mark because you have to start with physical ability. Mm-hmm. Does this player have the physical tools to do what you're asking him to do? And right. I don't think there's any question about that with Jameis Winston. Yeah. Um, so then it becomes, okay, so what kind of, what kind of a scheme do you put him in? What kind of uh, offense do you put him in? What do you ask him to do with those tools? And right. I think, again, that comes back to coaching. Um, I think, you know, the defense on um, the saints have become, as much a defensive team as an offensive team over the past couple of years, the evolution of the defense has been, it's been a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Um, Demario Davis key uh, among the players, I think who's, who's really solidified that group. I mean, Cam Jordan's been a model of consistency. Yep. And then you have players like Lattimore and, and, and the return of Malcolm Jenkins on the back end. So they yeah. have difference makers at, at every level on yeah. offense and defense. And, yeah. you know, I, I look at the personnel and, you know, I, I say I don't see any reason why there should be any drop-off. I mean, Drew Brees is Drew Brees. Don't get me wrong. Right. right. Um, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback, first ballot, no doubt. Yeah. Um, but I think Sean Payton can, can, can recreate or, – or I should, I should say he can, he, can, he can create success, I believe, with the Jameis Winston-Taysom Hill combination as well. Yeah. I mean – you look at the Saints team, even though Drew Brees, I mean, he was the unsung leader of the team. You got some guys that have become emerging leaders. Like when Drew Brees went down, who was in the huddle? You know, it was Demario Davis. Uh, you got Cam Jordan. You got Teron Armstead. And you got Malcolm Jenkins. Those guys, not only uh, like top leaders in, on the Saints team, but top leaders in the NFL when you start looking at some of the work that they're doing. So these guys, I, I agree with you. I don't, I don't see – a, a huge drop off uh, coming in the 2021 season as everybody probably anticipate, you know, with the loss of Drew and, you know, it has a lot to do with the, the dynamic and the chemistry and the locker room that they created there. Uh, and, and finally, Stan, uh, look, I got to, I got to ask you this because uh, all the listeners from St. Aug high school going to hurt me if I don't, uh, <laughs> but this is, a, this isn't a, too much of a Saints question, but there were two, uh, St. All graduates that played in the Super Bowl, the Honey Badger, uh, Tyron Matthew, and and also Leonard Fournette. Uh, even though you know the Saints were in the Super Bowl and it was their rivals, how how proud were you as a as a St. All alum to see two guys from your high school uh, play on the biggest stage? Uh, it was really great to see. I mean, they're both um, great young men. Um, I've gotten to know both of them somewhat over the years. Um, Spend a little bit more time with Leonard than I did with Tyran. Um, but the interactions that I've had with them um, really make me proud of, of, of who they are and then watching their evolution. I mean, they both have had their struggles. 
uh, but they've been able to overcome their struggles to, to get to where they are now. Um, and, you know, one of the things I'm, I'm really proud of is, is the, the men that St. Augustine produces. Yeah. And, you know, we, we've had a, a fantastic year with uh, the, the feature that 60 Minutes did on the band, um, the Grammy nominees and Grammy winners that we saw on that same night that the 60 Minutes piece ran. Um, mm-hmm. And then Leonard and Tyran in, in the Super Bowl. And then uh, the basketball team winning the state championship. So it's a great time to be a Purple Knight. It always is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really proud of those two young men. I look forward to their uh, continued achievements. Um, you know, Tyran is on a trajectory where if he continues, you know, for a while, I mean, we could we, we could be talking about a Hall of Fame player. Yeah. Um, if he if he continues on this on this trajectory and puts some more solid years behind him, don't want to put any pressure on him. Um, <laughs> but, I, but I don't think I could put any more pressure on him than he puts on himself because that's true. He's he's focused on being great, and and I think Leonard is too. It was it was this was an important season for him with the Bucks um, to reestablish his career to be a part of a, a winning program. And look, they're they're in the NFC South, and yeah, it it, it, it hurts to see and and uh, you know <laughs> to see him playing and winning in Tampa Bay. But, you know, it's a purple night. And um, that that always runs deep with us. And yeah. so I, I'm happy for his success. Yeah. Um, you know, growing, growing up in that area, you know, I mean, I know uh, about St. Oak High School, uh, the Marching 100. Uh, a lot of guys who actually uh, graduated from St. Uh, Oak actually went to Jackson State with me, was a part of the band. And I have some real good friendships with them. So looking at guys like Tyron Matthew, Leonard Fournette, uh, performing at a high level, I know it has to make you proud as an alumni. So, uh, yeah, but Stan, thank you so much for being a part of the State of the Saints podcast. We really do appreciate it. Uh, look forward to seeing you on ESPN and uh, let everybody know how they can reach out to you, get in touch with you. Um, at Stan Barrett on Twitter, that's mostly what I use. Um, have a lot of great interactions with Who uh, That Nation on Twitter and uh, looking forward to another season. I usually get on during games and after games and just kind of chop it up with the fans and uh, yeah. we have a good time. So who that nation I'm there at Stan Verrett on Twitter and I'm looking forward to the season. Thank you for having me, TJ. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. You take care. All right. Who that? <laughs>